Welcome to the Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezza. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of the Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, to the Camaro Show podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Jason. I'm Manny Katakis. We got a special guest, which we've had on the show many times before. And we're back for a special edition. Exclusive, you know, who knows? It's just, you know, Elvis just popped out and said, I'm going to do a commercial. I'm going to do a concert. Everybody show up. Here we are. What could possibly bring us back? Well, (laughs) there was some pretty big news that dropped this week. Not completely unexpected, but big news. General Motors really, you know, announced that they are ending the sixth generation Camaro as of January 2024. What? What? Just say it ain't so. I know. Well, I mean, we told you Who so. Told it? <laughs> Manny oh had an exclusive gosh. back in 2019, was it? 2019, and and you know what they said? They were like, we don't comment on speculation. Okay. Don't comment yeah. on speculation. Fast forward well, to 2023, news drops, and it's as foretold. Well, everybody said we were full of it. Yeah. Everybody. And so. people kept just going on saying, oh, yeah, the Camaro's going to live on forever and all that junk, which they still are. People we're gonna get into that. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna spend this this yeah. entire episode talking about where we've been, where we're at, and where we're going. What went wrong? What went right? I mean, uh, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of moving pieces right now. That's right. And I I think let's let's start with with the the the, the news. I mean, they yeah. they they said it's done. So anybody who's listening who doesn't think the Camaro is done, <laughs> as of January 2024, there will be no Camaro. A sixth generation, a fifth generation, a fourth, there will be no Camaro. And General Motors, Chevrolet, has said that the Camaro story will will continue in some sort, but they don't tell what kind of story or if the Camaro will come back as a seventh generation, if it'll come back as what? But as we know, as of January 2024, it's going to be done. They're going to go out kind of with like a little bit of a bang. They're going to come out with yeah. a collector's edition car, which Manny, you also <laughs> yes, also let everybody know about many, many years ago. Uh, the only thing that surprised me was... They released um, some teaser images, and it had a picture of a little panther mm-hmm. in the R of Camaro. Mm-hmm. Now that harkens back to the original name, which which the Camaro had um, until Seapaw, and then you know then they extinguished that name, and then it became the Camaro. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's 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 been a rough week, um, even though it's it hasn't been. You know, not unexpected. It's still, it's kind of like a punch in the gut. I mean, how did how did you take the news? Me? Yeah. I'm not shocked at all. Yeah. And I got my reasons. Actually, you know what? Ask Manny. 
I'll come back to me later. Um, because I'm bitter. I'm bitter about it. You know, we even when we were doing the Camaro show, you know, even like 2018, 2017. Yeah. And we were noticing that the car just wasn't getting the traction that fifth gen did. And, you know, you, there's a lot of reasons for that. There's, there's a lot of things that gave the sixth gen a headwind um, where the fifth gen didn't really have these, these same sort of pitfalls. Um, one of the big ones of course was the, the pricing and, and just how expensive it was for a while to get a V8 Camaro. It was at one point the most expensive, like of the three brands, right? Dodge, Ford, and Chevy. It was the most premium one. So you had people kind of disgruntled, maybe holding on to their their fifth gen cars or other cars, yep. or going to Dodge. And for for those kind of following years, you saw Camaro market share. Even though this, the entire segment was was shrinking, you saw the market share erode pretty much directly to challenger. And I believe in 2022 Dodge went one, two in muscle car sales with charger and challenger. Yeah. Now people are like, Oh, it's charger muscle car. Yeah, it is. It absolutely is. It's the same. It's got the Hemis. It's got the Hellcats. It's like what, it's not a sports car. It's a muscle car. So I, you know, we included the charger in our sales reports. I think it paints a bigger picture. Uh, also the C8 Corvette, the advent of the C8 Corvette, uh, start that car actually started outselling the Camaro, which is like you know the 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 price point between the two starting is vastly different. So so what was really going on? Even as even as the segment was shrinking, even as they were losing to to, to Ford and Dodge, well, Ford and Dodge were also losing sales too. And actually, the the Mustang cratered last year. It had its worst sales year ever, 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 ever. And you know, it, it's it's like, yeah, we all knew a new Mustang was coming. And by the way, we wrote about the S650 Mustang in 2020, right? We we had the scoop early on S650. So, you know, what what's really happening in this segment? What's really happening in the muscle car segment? And and I think a lot of it has to do with the advent of uh, the performance truck and SUV market where you have Bronco now, you have uh, GM looking and offering a, a, a very broad range of off-road performance trucks. ZR2 is is a pretty recognizable um, brand, if you want to call it at this point. There's a, there's a Colorado ZR2, there's a Silverado ZR2, there's soon to be a Silverado HD ZR2. Um, and then also, of course, like the, the, the mirroring products at, at GMC, which uh, take the form of AT4X. And then you got Ford, who's, they've expanded the Raptor portfolio, and, and you know, we've got a new Ranger coming. Jeep has basically covered all of its bases with with as many different varieties of wrangler you can you can build and this is another thing that that again like this was this was a unique report on mcnt we we were able to interview um the the uh, an executive at jeep and and one of the most revealing things he told us 
was that the number one trade-in for the Wrangler was pony cars. So a lot of people are, you know, they might be just scratching their heads or be like, oh, people don't want muscle cars anymore. And it's more like you can't look at it necessarily as uh, one, one segment. It's more like there's a demographic, there's a psychographic that likes the fun stuff and it's probably the American made fun stuff. So, you know, if it's a Jeep Wrangler, if it's a Ford Mustang, if it's a, if it's a, a Silverado ZR2, um, or if it's a Camaro, or if it's a Challenger, or if it's a Raptor, like that person is orbiting through, through products. And at the same time, when you look at the, 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 the early 2010s, when muscle car sales were, were sort of at the peak, right? Like they, you know, it was like 2012 or 13. I think that, that, that Camaro was just absolutely on fire. Mustang was also doing pretty good too. Like you had strong sales. So what happened? Well, I think what happened was millennials played a big play in this. Now I don't really have, like, I just, I just have a, I'm just kind of connecting some dots here where you know, the millennial demographic got a little older. So you had to no Peter, they're not going German. <laughs> you you had to you had to basically as, as you're getting older, as you get a, a family, right? As you get a house, you get more utility. And so you kind of needed a vehicle that was gonna offer all of those things. And, and if you're if you're if you if you're if your life is getting bigger, if your lifestyle is getting bigger, you might have outgrown the pony car. So that's that. I think that's just what happened, where suddenly you had um, Camaro customers and Mustang customers, Challenger customers, getting Jeeps and Jeep trucks. Uh, you know that way they, they, there's child seats. They there's four doors. There's child seats. You can put your landscaping equipment in the back. Like it's yeah. just so there's a bunch of factors, and it all kind of orbits around that same budget, right? So so with with a Raptor costing as much as a Corvette or even a Wrangler 392 costing as much as a, a, a Hellcat Red Eye, you know, it's all it, it's all just like they see this customer and they know they have money, they want them to be fun, and they're just they're they're going into the space where it's just it's off-road off-road is huge now it's 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 far and away we're living in a golden age of off-road performance vehicles um so long as uh the epa and cafe and all these regulating alphabet soup governing bodies uh let us get away with it um yep. otherwise yeah it's just it's gotten increasingly difficult to to build v8 passenger cars on the regulatory side um, and then you also have just this customer shift in taste going to off-road performance. Sure. Well, it's the buyer trends. It's been this ebb and flow ever since somebody slapped wheels onto a, a carcass of a body and shoved it out the door and charged money for it, right? We've, we've seen GM's, it before. Do you think GM's commitment to um, electric has, has a play in any of this? I think that short answer yes because there was going to be an immediate seventh generation camaro right like that was the original story back in 2019 was 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 yeah. 
Is there going to be a seventh generation Camaro before the sun burns out? Yeah, probably. But that, <laughs> that, 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 that that's not like – that just counts – that sounds kind of like like – ridiculous doesn't it there, there's no there's no substance to to saying that the camaro story uh isn't over yet like mm. is that that's like you're basically just being let down easy right you're like yeah. like learn to learn to 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 handle the rejection so to speak and i i kind of I, I i put it this way i've been talking with a couple people actually a lot of people when they announce this and a lot of us are comparing it to when they made the announcement back in 2002. Yeah, and you guys don't want to know. And, and, and Scott used the words when he wrote that press release that the Camaro was going on hiatus. And he got a lot of heat for that because they wanted him to write, you know, they were they're eliminating the Camaro. The and, eulogy. And, they and, wanted him to write he, in the ground. And, and that's how the keep the faith mantra started. And, and Scott would always tell us there's nothing on the boards. But keep the faith, keep the faith. There's there's people inside GM that that think this nameplate needs to exist, and it's important mm -hmm. to exist. It feels different this time than it did I in agree. 2002. 2002 was kind of like, oh my god, you know, the car was not selling good. But then then again, I mean, the car hadn't been selling good either, but for a different reason. Plus, they killed the Firebird too, which never came back. So that's because Pontiac died, right? Well, here, here's the thing about that, and I, I've been thinking a lot about this. First of all, the the, the you know the next chapter. What 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 are the words they said? The next chapter has to, you have to that that could mean so much. That doesn't mean. Actually, it means so much, it means nothing. It could mean in the hearts of minds of all performance enthusiasts around the world that the Camaro will never die. It'll just keep on going forever in our brains and in our hearts and in our garages. Yeah, that's true. There is no <clears throat> concrete evidence that there's going to be another Camaro. At, at, the, moment, I, at the moment, no, there isn't. I thought for in my heart of Actually, 10 years ago, if somebody were just to say the words, the Ford Maverick is coming back. <laughs> People would have thought that you were on crack. But guess what? It happened. Is it the same vehicle? Not even close. The only thing that has a similarity is four wheels, a seat, and a steering wheel. That's it. We're talking about a car going to a truck. So, yes, in 30 years, the Camaro could come back as something else. But for anybody who is truly saying, well, I'm reading between the lines and, and the facts are, no, there are no facts right now. There's well, there none. Are, there are facts. And the facts are, well, the Camaro name is going away. And is it going to be indefinite? Or is there a, a what, what, is, what is the new plan for 7th Gen Camaro? Because the original plans got thrown in the garbage. So. Right. What what is that? What's that look like? And and you know, going back, Chris, like, does this does this have anything to do with with GM going EV? Well, yeah. it was GM's EV ambitions that led to I think a restructuring back in I believe it was 2018 that canceled several vehicle programs, right? And it wasn't just you know the seven check Camaro. And it, you know, shout out to 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 Lethal Garage for this one where you know yeah. He was the only one that 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 went on YouTube and was able to sniff out a 
customer Camaro customer survey with with Chevy asking, you know, this would you would you accept a 2.7 liter turbocharged four cylinder engine as your base engine, which we now know is the L3B that's in the Colorado in the kid with 310 horsepower, which is that same output in the Colorado in the Canyon. So it's like, there was a lot of, of, of giveaway um, in, in, in that, in that questionnaire. And you know, what was the next step of powertrain? It was a two liter turbo hybrid with something like 345 horsepower. And then the one up from that was, a uh, just the LT1, a 6.2 V8, and then after that, it was a 6.2 V8 hybrid. The problem was, like, I'm sure that they didn't get the feedback that they wanted, right? And it because they were asking, there's like, well, how do you feel about a 3.7 seconds or 60 and 500 something horsepower for eight thousand extra dollars? Mm-hmm. Well, it's just like that's you're almost going into ZL1 territory at that point. Like, what? Right. Why? Why would? You know, why did, why would that make financial sense for a customer? And, and so they might not have gotten the answer that they wanted. And then at the same time, you, you look at like where the sales were going and then GM having to earmark all of this money to, to go towards electric vehicles that they're starting. They're starting with, um, you know, the truck, they started with Hummer and now they're going to do Silverado EV and their new Sierra EV, there's Equinox EV, there's Blazer EV and, and all the, you know, the GMC and Bu- Buick and Cadillac derivatives, right? There's Lyric. Uh, and there's more like Cad- Cadillac has basically said that we're just going to go EV, EV. Um, and you just kind of hope that they're 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 able to play their cards a little better than, than Ford has been able to. Because this week we saw, they, you know, they Ford, Ford, Ford basically revealed that they lost $2.1 billion last year on electric vehicles. Just the electric vehicles. What? Crazy. So, so it's definitely like this. This is very much like we're entering another era, I guess, of compliance mode, right? Where automakers are gonna just do what they have to do to make lawmakers happy and keep selling their ICE trucks and SUVs, stuff that's actually profitable, stuff that's actually consumer driven, and stuff that is actually selling. So. You're, you're, you know, Camaro got caught in the crosswind, right? Unfortunately, it got caught in the crosswind because you had that, you had the advent of mid-engine Corvette and the fact that the sixth gen Camaro was already playing too close to the Corvette sandbox. Like they, I think they, they, they made a strategic error early on by making it smaller and more athletic and more like a sports car. And sure, it was more trend car of the year, but who cared nobody that, that cared. used to mean something no that one's not have you seen who who's at motor trend now it doesn't no one cares like is this still a magazine yeah it's still a magazine but it's just is like print in print these the opinions of these people do not matter they don't matter and so like to chase like like you know the the the, the award or best driver's car, or look at this lap time and look at how fast we are compared to a BMW and look at our Nürburgring time. It's like completely loses the plot, completely. And then you see like Dodgers just like, hold my beer, watch this. And people resonated with that because they were the only ones that were like, this is a muscle car. This is what I want. Just give me as much power for the money as you can all the time. 
And it was a party over there for a while until basically the cops shut it down. <laughs> and, I mean, and, and Dodge really hasn't changed much since 2007. Yeah. Chris, remember when when the fifth gen Camaro came out or the, the, the actual facts came out and we were doing the Camaro show yeah. then, then it was a Camaro Z28.com podcast. And yeah. the fifth gen came, the 2010 Camaro came out with such an explosion. And then we'd go through the sales figures every week, every, every, do we, we're doing the show every month, Sunday, Sunday or Friday. Oh yeah. Every, every month, but we every do the month. show. Yep. And it was like, oh my God, the Camaro is through the roof and the Mustang and Challenger. <laughs> well, guess what? Who's laughing now? Yeah, I mean, the Challenger was always at the bottom, but they were always steady. They always steady. sold about the same amount. Out. Yeah, Camaro was going through the roof. Mustang was was kind of like going up and down, up and down, up and down. But yeah, and then it wasn't until about 2015 when uh, Camaro and Mustang almost came even again. And then um, I don't even think they outsold Mustang when they unveiled the sixth generation. Not once. Not a single time. And this is where I'm going to start ranting. Can I, can I, is this, can I, can I, can I jump in? Go ahead. When the fifth gen Camaro came out, Chris, what was the biggest complaint? It's too big. It's a fat pig. Fat pig. It's too big. It's a fat pig. I'll stick to my third gen IROC. Yeah. And yeah, well, GM doesn't care about that because your third gen IROC doesn't pay their people. Right. I wish I had a third gen IROC right now. Have you seen the value? Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> you get my point, Nanny. So then what happened? Okay, we hear you loud and clear. Let's go back to the drawing board because we're already working on the 6th gen. When the 2010 came out, they were already working on the 2015. Right. Already. They were not screwing around. And they said, okay, we hear you. We hear from the disciples, which I'll talk about in a second. And we're going to give you what you want. And they did that. They made it smaller. They made it lighter. Yeah, sure. If you didn't adjust your mirrors right, you couldn't see. But if you adjusted your mirrors right, guess what? You could see. It's a little <laughs> tiny bit of effort on your part. They made the car absolutely phenomenal. They improved upon it in almost every way. They did what you wanted them to do, and you didn't buy it. Why? Those same and, people and, that didn't write the check, that didn't trade their third gen or fourth gen or fifth gen in for the sixth gen, are complaining about how there's not going to be a seventh gen. Well, you probably weren't going to buy it anyway because you didn't buy the sixth. Why? It was a better car in every way. Every way. It every was a phenomenal way. vehicle. Every and single I, person who has tested it, drove it, raced it, said it was by far the best car out of any of the competitors. But and you're right. Missed, they and, missed the plot. But they missed mm -hmm. the plot. I, I can point the finger at myself. I got a 2009 Corvette here. The thing is older than dirt now. I've been thinking about getting a ZL1 for five years. In fact, I was looking at a ZL1 when I bought this instead. I thought I'd do something different, and I stuck with it. I'm not. I, I can't gripe because I didn't contribute to the solution. And sometimes I wish I had. Just one car. <laughs> one man, one vote, right? Um but I think the other part is, is that not only did it get too expensive, the reason why people didn't buy it, because it got expensive. Well, I got what, you, you built what I wanted, but it's out of my price range. And, and, and Oppenheiser, Al Oppenheiser, the chief engineer for the fifth gen Camaro, used to say all the time, oh, you want that? How much are you willing to pay for it? And he'd always get silence. 
always because you want what you you don't want to pay for it but you just want it it doesn't work that way so i think what happened was the fifth gen after the fifth gen all the camaro heroes went away scott settlemeyer which a lot of you people probably maybe on the camaro show yes but watching the stream probably don't know who that is al oppenheiser you might not even know who he is because they went away and there was no heroes championing for the camaro the way that it used to be and when they went off to other things and to do well settle my retired but oppenheiser went off to do great things may come back um but it took the soul and the the People can write a check all the time, but the people inside the company that are fighting for, okay, there's people willing to write the check for this vehicle. Let's keep building this vehicle. I think it had something to do with it, but they went away and they're gone. And the soul disappeared from the car. Now it's just a car. It wasn't a, 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 it stopped being a reason for getting together. It stopped being a reason for going to the track or, or having Chris, that's how I met you. Was it's that a Camaro? There. It's still there, you know? but it's gotten smaller. Yeah. And it's gotten more but, elite. Yeah, know? but the outside of that, where's people complaining like, oh, well, I wanted to buy one, but you didn't. GM doesn't care about you wanting to do anything. GM's a business. They need your money. And if you're not giving them the money, they're going to find something. They're going to build something that will get your money. And, you know, I'm not generalizing everybody. Linda, good to see you again, by the way. Um, But I'm just saying, I'm part of that group. I can't complain. I have no right to complain. I'm sad, but I can't complain. I'm very sad. Because I didn't buy the damn car anymore. My last last Camaro was a 2010. Chris, you've had two of them since our 2010. You're right? Yeah, I've I've owned two six gens. I had a 2017 convertible, and then... You know, in August of last year, I I bought a brand new 2023 um, Rapid Blue uh, LT1 Camaro. So that was the thing that the LT1 should have been like there from the start. Yep. Right. And that that has to deal with that has to that has to go with what you had said initially is the pricing. <clears throat> yeah, it would have came with it would have ended sooner because people are like another three or four grand. Forget it. So, I mean, LT1, LT1 now, as long as you can get one, is the now the cheapest V8 car you can get. It's the best bang for the buck you can get. Oh, good. It's such a good value. Like it's cheaper than the than than even the the um the five seven Hemi's at Dodge. It's cheaper than that because it has to be. It, they got to move product. Well, I mean. I, it's not again. It's not like they're trying. They're not trying to move ZL1s. They're not. They're yeah, because not, there's no heroes in. There's no. Meyer, if you can see that. Oh god. There, there's I two, two huge right things now. we always heard on the Camaro show. Number one was pricing. Number two was why isn't um, GM advertising this car? Well, when you have people championing the car, you don't need to advertise it. That's right. We but were I, the mouthpiece. When people when like you had us, the, when you had the fifth gen come out and you had transformers propelling this car into the stratosphere, you don't have that right now. You know, that was probably the last big movie car, too. 
I can't think of anything else that was like more recent than that. Yeah. And then it's also like, you know, the, the kind of like milk in that cow for more than it was worth, right? Transformers movies kind of sucked uh, yeah. after the first one. And so. And then they made the Transformers edition Camaro and, you know. Yeah. yeah. And, and hey, uh, the final edition might have might have some 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 tie-ins for that too i think the next transformers movie drops in june god how many have there been <laughs> jeez oh pete yeah that that was all i remember and, and and you know little did we know like they they teased the uh 2019 the ugly refresh yeah and yeah we've never seen a camaro commercial but here's the thing even too like I haven't seen a Camaro, uh, like product placement, uh, anywhere, like social media wise, nothing like there's just, there's no, all of that marketing money, all of that effort, all, all, all of that passion went into Corvette. It disappeared. And, yeah. But, but you know, to the benefit of Corvette, right? Because there's now there was like, there's so much focus for that car that, and, 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 and it's just, it's resonating really well. Like as, as much hate mail as everyone got because they they changed the formula slightly, even though that the Corvette was always intended to be a mid-engine car for 50 years or so. Now it's it's like, oh, they actually did it. I'm mad now. It's like you people, you are you ever not mad? Like have you ever like you ever just not complain about anything? It's it's just I, I I don't I can't like so. You're best just ignoring everybody at like to a point, right? Like just get it, just get it done. Just go do your thing. Trust your gut. Like you're, you know, if if you're if you're if you're someone like 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 an Al or a Tadge or um you know like like, like someone at Ford uh, like the Mustang team like like you 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 kind of already know what you need to do. How, how much how much insight are you really going to get from customer clinic? Like, if you know your car's expensive already, if you know that it's too small, or if you know that there's like the just the wrong mix of content and features, you know, like the Camaro didn't sell because they didn't have enough wheel options. You know, and I also don't think that like the Camaro because you know I haven't really seen any other muscle car commercials really. There were some Dodge commercials. They did Dodge Power Dollars, and then COVID killed that. Yeah, right. Like the last actual, time, yeah, I can think of seeing a car commercial at all was around Christmas time when it's you know kind of like the oh it's the Christmas Lexus event, and if you don't buy your wife a new Lexus, then you don't love her <laughs> or something stupid like that. You know, like they come out of their three point five million dollar house, and there's a Two point five, two hundred fifty thousand dollars Lexus in the driveway with a big bow on it. I'm like, oh my god, that's so unrealistic. It's stupid. First well, of all, and, and it's and an that and also like cable TV is just largely taken over by pharma advertising. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, and food. Holy crap! The Wendy's triple double. Sorry, Chris. No cars. <laughs> the last time I think a Camaro commercial was out was uh, for Super Bowl, and I can't remember if that was twenty twelve. Um, it was when they were, you know, they had the guy who was pounding on the car and it, boom, it turned into a Transformers. They had the one where the guy was like, best day ever, best day ever. When he, 
when uh, the guy thought you know he gave him the Camaro and it was the neighbor's Camaro for for, for graduating. Um, Do we want to talk about the rumors? Yeah, let's 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 cut the crap, okay? Yes. That whole marketing yes. speak because I've seen a lot of yeah. I've seen a lot of people of like, if Camaro doesn't come back with a V8 engine in it, I'm never going to buy it. And there's no replacement for displacement. And you can take your EV crap and shove it up your whatever. <laughs> well, that ain't going to bring the car back. <laughs> nope. They don't want to hear that. They want to hear, oh, if you build it, I am ready to write a check. Period. They don't want to hear, well, you did that. But if it had this, I'll write a check. Well, they're like, it's too late. We've already got a, a, a multi-million dollar plant yeah. up and running. So we spun it up because of what you told us before that you'd buy. And that's not good enough for you. So now we got to change it again. It doesn't It doesn't work. You guys got to commit. <laughs> I, I just commit think it's, it's a high-tech evolution, right? I mean, are we still using rotary dial phones? No. We're we using iPhones. So eventually, I, I, I think if we have to move to electric vehicles that's what we're going to do so why not build it a performance camaro why not i i think the more and more research i do about bevs and again like executives don't really necessarily like like stellanis toyota pretty vocal about you know the the direction of where the industry is going and what it means if everyone is forced to just build electric vehicles. Um, very cost intensive, right? Like 40, 40 to 50% more cost on average per, we'll say like vehicle segment. So like if you've got a C segment SUV, one's gas, one's electric, one's going to be at least 40, 50% more expensive to make. And then of course, like, what does that mean MSRP wise? Like, like, cause if you want to keep your margin, you're going to have to, you're going to have to charge up, and then it's also like where's the volume really gonna go like what because right now i i think it's at like 12 percent. and is it at 12 percent because there's just more of them yeah why is there more of them well because automakers have to make them right but it's just like there if you look at the the after sales, right? If you look at the secondhand market, what is a really holding value? What's appreciating? Again, it's stuff with V8s, it's, it's trucks, it's SUVs, it's stuff with with uh, accessible ECUs, yeah. which is something that the community <laughs> actually has. Um, so you you know, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that uh, an electric Camaro is even a good like idea or a solution i think that it's too it's like yeah maverick came back as like a pickup truck 30 40 years later it might have to be that you know for enough people to just like not care anymore or well, at that point again you know, the spirit is gone well the soul also, is gone it's, of it. maverick was such a forgettable product originally so it was like cool name bad car so no one cared great for drag racing yeah, it's a little <laughs> but like now it's now it's a uh, a good name, fun product, resonates. Good, good, like like really good, really good name for that truck. I gotta think that ninety percent or more of Maverick 
current Maverick buyers didn't even know that it used to be a little two-door coupe from mm-hmm. Ford in the 60s um, and late late 60s, early 70s. You know, my you know mom's first you know car right. was a Maverick. Well, you know, like Stellantis might bring back uh, – Dodge might bring Dodge, you know, because Plymouth isn't around, but they've got the Huda trademark. Mm-hmm. What's going on there? Hey, my first car was a Dodge Charger. A the, 1983 front-wheel drive, oh, four-wheel hatchback Dodge Charger with, with a 2.2 power hog. It That's wasn't the Dodge rules. Charger Duke's a hazard Dodge Charger, and it sure as shit wasn't the, the four-door current Dodge Charger that everybody drives like a-holes around the highways here in Nashville driving. Because <laughs> everybody down here, if they're driving like an a-hole, they're pretty much driving. A modern Dodge Charger. In fact, I rented one to for a business trip, and I can see how they could drive like a-holes driving <laughs> one because they're easy to drive fast and like a-holes on the highway. Yeah, Good car for that. Hey, I'll, I'll say this much about that, though, right? Like like the, the whole street takeover and driving like maniacs, like that is – I think it's just going to accelerate things to a, a very, like, yeah, hardline – place we don't necessarily want to go as car enthusiasts so like you know, you behave, just like, everyone to behave and get on the same page is impossible so <laughs> right well, that's like, a societal thing and that'll um, be yeah, something i don't want to get into it's whatever but like so Speaking of dodge let's what? talk about that whole dodge 170 thing both cars are going away yeah camaro was like a press release dodge was like Guess what? We're going to blow stuff up. We're going to bring in <laughs> helicopters, wheelies, drag strips. Yeah. We're going to fire bombs. And even said, bombs. we're not going to go out quietly. Yeah. And Camaro went like, well, the chapter's not over for Camaro. I want to get another beer. Take it from here, Manny. <laughs> it's it's the uh, – I mean, you see, like, how much more PC uh, one brand is over the other. And, and yeah, Demon 170 – it's a thousand and twenty-five horsepower car. That's that's emissions compliant. It's street legal. Um, that's cool. has an eight point nine one second zero to sixty time, or a uh, quarter mile. Excuse me, one point six second. It's faster than a Tesla Model S Plaid, <laughs> right? And it's just like I, I, I love it. It's just it, it, it's so bonkers and insane and and just so on the mark. You know, and the only absolutely because it's so absurd and like you saw the msrp of that thing it's like before all taxes destination fees it's like ninety six thousand six hundred sixty six dollars yeah. so under 100 grand you got a thousand and twenty five horsepower great you're not gonna find one <laughs> you know the, the, I've, I've already seen people who say that they've got allocation for it, charging three hundred thousand dollars for them not surprised um, you know these these markups, man. They're they're something else. But I think, like you just you you see what what this segment is is about. Like go fast, straight line, drag race. Like n- like it's just it's a knuckle dragger segment. Don't make it anything else than it already is. Like that was and that was a, making Camaro a sports car. Not not a good look. Not a good look. 
So Dodge goes away with the the challenger and the charger. They're they're done. Camaro's done. Thing and and so like you know they're calling it the Banshee or the band the concept was the Banshee, but there's probably like you know if you were to slice up and this is what the 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 folks at Dodge were telling me it was like if you were to like slice up a pie into like three pieces you'd have this it's like some that are like yeah let's go. So 30% of your customers are like, we're in. 30% are like, maybe. 30% are like, passionately, like, opposed to it. So that what that also means is you only have 30% of your customers saying yes. Right? Like, that's what that, right? That's what that is, is 30% are like, yes. Um, it so how do you parlay this success that the brand has had that that they've celebrated and enjoyed the past decade or so um into this into vehicles like an electric uh quote muscle car and uh an suv like the hornet that's not that's not mopar muscle that's not that's not Hemi V8 pot. Like that's they're like where the Dodge customer is they're gonna scatter. Who's gonna grab them? Mustang. It's probably gonna be because but it's also like reluctantly Mustang, right? Like exactly. Like reluctantly. Reluctantly Mustang. Mustang. Like like you they would rather drive a Mustang than drive an electric car. Right. Is what and these people you get. This is this is this is too like this is a fiercely loyal. It's supposed to be a fiercely loyal segment. The trucks are also a fiercely loyal segment. So if if you feel betrayed by your brand, right, you have every you feel like you have every 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 right to uh, commit like you know uh, 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 an act of, of of rebellion, right? And that's I believe what's going to happen. A lot of Dodge customers are going to rebel and they're going to go to S5, S650. But if you look at the price on a new Mustang, it ain't cheap, right? It's got, it's got that same, because they made it more of a driver's car too. They kept the proportions. It didn't shrink. The cabin space didn't get smaller. None of that stuff went away. It's the same size, but it's going to be a better car to drive. And a lot of people think it looks like a six-gen Camaro. A lot of people think it looks like a six-gen Camaro. It's like they lowered that belt line. Like, hey, you know, I'm sure. Why wouldn't that, they? I'm sure that that the Camaro was was a very obvious benchmark for them, and and less so the Mopars. But when when you're the only, right? When you're the only like 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 place in town. Yeah, if you're the only V8, uh, you know, if you're, if you're, car on the block, if you're the only burger joint in the county, it but doesn't matter your, what you're cooking. Who's your competition? Yeah, just like 2002. So I was that, yeah. actually working for Ford in 2002 for Ford's marketing agency, and they were making a big deal out of that. Camaro's dead. There's no competition for the you Ford Mustang. Blah 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 blah. They made a big deal out of it, and well, I, I guess just, just justifiably yeah. so. Allows them produ- to produce crap. 
because they got nobody to, to uh, benchmark against. Yeah. Uh, I I, the, I don't think the new Mustang is going to be a bad like. It, there's no way it's going to be a bad car. Can they? Can it? Can it launch without any hiccups? I I don't know. It's been it's been shaky for everyone lately. Like it it, it has been for the past three years. It's been really really hard to launch product. Um, you know, GM. Yeah, not, I mean, it's, it's they've been they they're kind of in a holding pattern getting the mid, new midsize trucks out. Look, look what COVID's done to the entire automotive community. Well, I it, mean, it's it's wild. Um, it, it it's and, and it's like this industry is so fragile, clearly, that that it it, it takes so long for it to bounce back. Settlemeyer used to say that. Well, he said he didn't say fragile. He said fragmented. Hmm. Used to be the big three: Ford, GM, Dodge. Done. Well, there's Hyundai, Kia, this, that, the other thing. It's it's just fragmented so much. Well, and it's harder. It's well, just harder. Again, it goes back to just like maybe maybe they'll just because the other thing too is like like the the help you know those Mopar customers they'll get a TRX, they'll get a they'll get a Wrangler like they they'll get they'll get a truck like like that was that goes back to the thing where it's like that's where the customers are going to orbit. They're just not going to go back into muscle cars because they're not necessarily going to – there's not necessarily going to be any. And these cars too. And think about it like over time. Think about like the genesis of the muscle car. Think about what happened in the 70s and the 80s uh, and going into the 90s and, and into the present. It's like those the, those vehicles and their quality, they like and, – and, and their presence, like it lives and dies by political climate, by mm-hmm. economic climate, right? Like these are very, very um, recreational vehicles, right? And so that's why they're always like kind of the first to go and the first to come back. They're always on this bubble, right? Like they're, they're, not, they're not utilitarian. They're, they're not family vehicles. They're not, they, they, they serve no purpose for, for towing, hauling, camping, you, you know, none, none of that stuff. They're, they're purely for fun. So if you've got, if you've got extra scratch now, like you're, you're not getting, you're, you can't, you're probably not going to get the muscle car. Why would you? you offer all those things. And the prices can... for the EVs are so much money. If you want to buy, if you want to get into an awesome Hummer EV, that's a hundred thousand plus. Oh, and you'll be waiting a while too, right? Like they they had to push. I was talking to Duncan Aldrin because I, I got to drive the, the Hummer SUV, and the the VP of GMC and I we sat and we talked, and they had to basically push out the Hummer Edition One because they were only going to build it for one year. They're still building. It's like now it's twenty three model a year. And they're only going to build those vehicles, like the Edition 1 products, until they're done. And then they'll do the other trims. So it's just like everything is now kind of getting stacked up and backlogged. Because, again, like production constraints. Why? Well, it's a very large and complex vehicle, right? Like to secure the amount of rare earth metals you need for a 230-kilowatt battery pack, Right, it's basically the size of two two other like normally be battery packs. But again, it's it it's a Hummer, right? Like it's supposed to be like this. 
sense of feature. So, you know, I just, and I, and I love the Hummer because there's like, there's a sense of levity to it. It, it. it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's fun. The kids love it, by the way. The kids love it. They, they, uh, they love crab walk, WTF mode, everything. Um, you know, it, it's not to say that like we can't have fun with electric cars. But you, and I have. If you want to play, you got to pay. It's not even that. It's it's like yeah, it is a hundred thousand dollars. You gotta pay. It is, but it's like you gotta like it's not. <clears throat> there's no drama, right? Like like where's like like that having an engine and 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 having to be able to like feel everything going on. It's all it's all part of the experience. Now it's just like push button go. It's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Well, that it sounds like you're leading back into what I was talking about. The soul of the vehicle left. The the heart of it. It's now just a car. It's not a lifestyle. It's not a meaning a, a means to friendship and companionship and all that BS that they, you know, that's not BS, but you know what I mean. Yeah. It's now it's just a car. If I can afford it, I will drive it. I will push the button and I will turn the wheel and I will get there. And it's like every other performance EV is going to mostly feel the same way, right? Like how much like, it's there is it's something all, it's all going to get real blurry. I I hope this is where I want to get a little more positive, though, because um, you guys know that um, last fall I went over to a friend of a friend's house and he had a. A 1963 Corvette split window, 100% original in every way except the battery and the belts and the tires, but everything else was perfectly original, and he had something to the effect of a $30,000 insurance policy on it. And we're like, you need to insure this thing for about $300,000 or better, <laughs> you know, and I got to sit in that. That's awesomeness number one, but awesomeness number two was when he took me for a ride and let me drive his Rivian truck. I had a blast driving that thing. That thing was kick-ass. Yeah, it is push-button, put-pedal-to-floor-steer truck, you know, but it's still fun. And it would harken back to when I drove, when I got to ride in a Tesla. I'm like, I, 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 yeah, it's fun. But is it going to be fun only for so long? Is the soul going to go away when it's just push button steer car? It's I mean, it's not at the end of the day, it's kind of like not too far removed from what a muscle car does well, right? Which is go fast, straight, knuckle dragger. It's just like it's missing, it's missing all the other things. Um, plus, again, like, and, and, and just talking about the ownership experience, right? Like, it's more expensive. To insure, it's more expensive to buy. Uh, you're if you're leasing one, it's probably more expensive. Like it's just on and on and on. It's just like we're all just kind of getting priced out. And if you read also like on these reports where people are paying a thousand more, like a thousand, a record number of Americans are paying a thousand dollars a month on a car payment, and the average really? car payment now, and the average car payment now is seven hundred. If my wife came out here and heard that, she'd be like, "That's bullshit." I yeah, like. They have, I don't know who is doing this, but they're doing it. Yeah. How much do you really need? Like, then they got What else are you gonna do? Not yeah. spend your money. 
It's nuts. And it's keep, nuts. And and, and hold on know, to your the other thing used car. The OEMs are just <laughs> they are look at nothing and like it. <laughs> you nothing, you will eat the bugs. I want a hamburger. No, I want a cheeseburger. So look at nothing and like it. You will, um, you will own nothing. You will be, but it's just like we're 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 so we're so darn leveraged with these things, and the OEMs will just take our like they they're just like yeah we uh we introduced um uh new pricing and it resp it was responded to like well it's like what it's like guys I think there's a bubble I think they got bills to pay they got bills to pay they got bills yeah they got EVs to pay for it but again like how how are you going to do that? They have pressure to succumb to financially. <laughs> use those words. That's it. They, you know what? They're going to use those words. And in the current market trends, we have pressure to succumb to financially. Therefore, we are raising the price of all of our vehicles by X amount of dollars because it makes business sense and all that bullshit. Plus, I need my stock options and all that. Okay. So let's go back to Camaro. Um, yeah. Okay. There, I want to go to the highlights. We, okay. So... Well, yeah. you want to go, I want to go over these 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 rumors. I had to debunk. I wrote this lovely article today just for this occasion, actually. Mm, all right. This is where we get good, everybody. Come on, pay attention. So so all right. Blah 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 blah. We we opened this up. It's like, oh, it's not the end of the Camaro story. It's like if you wanna if you wanna hold the bag on that, if you really want to hold the bag on that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop you from holding the bag on that. Like the rest of us know how to how to take rejection, I think a little a little uh, more in stride, and like the uh, the, uh, the otherwise it's, it, you see like Camaro SUV rumors, Camaro sedan rumors, Camaro brand rumors, and so I go like line by line uh, on musclecarsandtrucks.com, and I just like I as the guy who has been bulletproof on on the reporting years ahead of you know when GM wants to make the news official and you know i'm i'm sure the same people back then were calling me uh some sort of like rumor monger and and fake news man and whatever whatever Chris, what is it uh uh the, the quote what's 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 what were you accused of today uh, not even being a human that uh that that a robot wrote the article yes yeah so so oh, i had chat gpt write this for me <laughs> And um, you know, through through JatGPT, oh. we uh, we really? were able to debunk that there is no Camaro SUV coming. Like it's just that it's not coming. Cringy vlogger. I'm a no no no. I I use those words and then they 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 whatever. I'm not going to use that person they, anymore. They use it on us. I'm not going to give that person anymore. Uh, I'm not giving that person any more breath. So so. <laughs> There's not going to be uh, a Camaro brand, right? So there's not, and therefore there's not going to be a Camaro SUV, and there's not going to be a Camaro sedan. What what is going to happen instead, right? Instead of a Camaro SUV, there's the Blazer EVSS that has 557 horsepower and 648 pound-feet of torque. That's a lot, and it kind of negates the need for uh, a Camaro SUV, especially now when battery electric vehicles are so heavy and it's like what do you want a camaro suv to actually be and look like for you like it just doesn't they'll do all of these things with equinox and blazer there's no room for camaro sorry camaro sedan same thing what what i think people 
thought was going to be a Camaro sedan is actually a Corvette sedan. And it's an electric Corvette sedan. And they're going to go after the Porsche Taycan with. I think they were thinking the same because of the Mach-E. They're like, oh, well, Mustang has a has a, an electric sedan. Why doesn't well, um, Camaro do the same thing? Because Ford doesn't have a Corvette. That's it. That's fair. You know, Keep it's talking. I'll be right back. So, yep. like, so because because Ford is able to expand these nameplates and they've done it in a, in a way more organized way, right? Like, cause you saw it with Bronco, Bronco, Bronco sport, all these trim levels, the whole family of vehicles. Uh, same thing with Mustang. You got Mustang, you got Mustang Maki, and they played their cards right well with that. And it's like, yeah, even though Ford is losing money, um, they're able to keep the formula of the V8 muscle car going because of the Mustang Mach-E, right? Like that was that was the plan. GM probably got caught flat-footed on that. I don't know. Either way, like, I, and we mentioned this before. I think we mentioned this back when I, you first reported the news or even before we reported the news. And it's, it's just like the, the Corvette and the Camaro were eventually going to be at odds with each other. And the, they were never going to get rid of the Corvette. So it, it, it always served the Camaro well to play in a sandbox that was away from, from what the Corvette was doing. And, and 6th Gen didn't do that. Um, Camaro Hybrid, we talked about that a little bit. There, that was the original plan for the 7th generation Camaro. And it would have been a, you know, a 25, 24, 25 model year car. And it would probably would have been pretty cool. It just would have been expensive. Um, it would have been an easier pill to swallow, nonetheless, than a Camaro EV or even canceling the Camaro. Right. Right? Um, I probably would have still complained, though, because they're just like, yeah, it's cool. It's expensive. Because that's pretty much what I say about literally everything these days. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's just expensive. Like, what? when when are we going to come to work? That's why I like the Maverick so much, because it's kind of like the only vehicle that's that feels like it's uh, a, a return to sensibility. Um simplicity that too but it's just it's a sensible product price wise everything um then there's the camaro so you know no camaro ev sedan no camaro ev suv no camaro brand uh no no souped up um you know lt4 finale <laughs> happening which i think we talked about but is there going to be a Camaro electric coupe as if to say, like, is there going to be something to rival the electric Dodge charger that's coming out? Um, probably the most plausible of all of it where I can say that I know for sure the other things aren't happening. I'm not going to like flat out go and, and be like at the time of this writing, um, there's zero plan for an electric Camaro coupe because um, I think there is from what I'm told there is, but it hasn't been, um, you know, pushed, pushed into like the, the green light yet. It's not anything that's left a whiteboard. Right. So like there, and there's a very big difference between what's proposed and what is approved. 
and things that are proposed are, are they, they, they're wild, right? Like they're spaceships and right. it could be anything. So there's no, because it can be anything, it means nothing. Do you think so, a, a leadership change at General Motors could change that? Do I think a leadership change at General Motors could change? I would be reluctant to say yes, because at this point, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. And I think Mary Barra has done a pretty good job uh, as a CEO in terms of keeping the company solvent and, and on the course of profitability, which is what a CEO is supposed to do. And I can also say that of all the CEOs in the past, what, how far do you want to go back? She's been the best one. That's not a crazy thing to say. Like, who who's a better CEO in the past 40 years, 50 years even, than, than MTB? You know, it's like, and it's just kind of like, I understand that not a lot of people like her, but I was like, who's who is better? Her job isn't to be liked. It's not her job. It's not, and it's it's not to be. Although, I mean, it does help. You know, it definitely will will, will increase morale, right? Like, it's going to make people want to work for you. But I don't think that I don't think she's been a bad CEO, and I think that you know she also trusts the judgment of all the other leaders around her, right? Like Mark Royce is the president. You don't think you don't think Mark Royce doesn't want a Camaro to exist? Well, that's what I meant. Like if, uh, say, Mary Barra, she decides she's going to retire, Mark Royce becomes CEO. Um, I mean, he's a he's a big performance guy. Well, yeah, he's probably he's, he, a lot of the I think he a lot of his ideas are that have come to fruition are things like Z06, C8 Z06 and the LT6 engine, things that a lot of people seem to like. But I don't I don't think that. His influence is his influence is already as as big as it's going to be. I think he can call the shots on product already, and you know it's just they they had to they had to make a judgment call. Cars not selling, they need to restructure for EVs. They need to streamline yeah. the company, and they laid off a bunch of people. Fast forward to the present, and I don't know if. I don't know if like people are fully subscribed to what GM is doing um, decision wise. Like, but what are they, what are they going to do? Just because like I said, we're living, we're, we're entering an era of, of, of compliance again. And, and they need to build these vehicles that comply. That make money. Well, they have to make, they have to, they have to try to, they have to try to make everyone happy. Which is they're not, but they're and not I'm in guessing, the happiness business. They're in the money making business. And I'm guessing they don't make money; the reasons, they go under. What I mean to, what I mean by that is, you got to make, you got to make Washington happy, and mm -hmm. a customer's got to be satisfied enough to even want to buy the product, right? Like, which is probably but, why they're investing in new V8 engines. So we can talk about that. Um, it is probably exclusively going to just be for trucks, right? And, and, and that sucks, right? Because it's just like, here's – they've got everything that they need to make a new Camaro. Like, like they can still the, – the Cadillac sedans aren't going away 
any like they'll go away, but not not as fast as people think they're going to go away. And you've got a new V8 engine coming. You just make the Camaro a little bigger. You add the new V8, 2.7 L3P as the base engine. You do what you can to keep it simple. Undercut the 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 Mustang as much as you can. Everyone's happy. I don't think that that the 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 trajectory is so far down a certain path that for them to pull all of these levers and get this to happen would just be, I don't know. I'm looking at the, ew. Okay. <laughs> all right. Sean, thanks for posting that link of the GM board of directors. I'm looking for anybody. Meg Whitman. She rings a bell. Yeah, she used to be the CEO of HP a eBay. long time ago. Yeah. Yep. So but I again, one from... Uh, uh, these, these, these people are not car people. Well, yes, they're car people, but they're business people. Board, boards of directors yeah. it don't exist uh, to be car people. Like, they're not in there. You you bring you bring in like like multi disciplines from across like across industries right, and that's how you get a board of directors. It's not let's get a bunch of fun guys drinking beer on a Saturday night <laughs> from Detroit to run a company. That's how it started, but but that's not <laughs> how it can be today. Well, you know, if there's a lesson to be learned, don't go public. <laughs> yeah, right on. I mean, um, if, if the market research, it, like all those people on Sean, thank you again for posting that link to the GM board of directors. Um, and I, I won't disagree. Mary, I, Chris, do you remember meeting Mary Barra back at uh, Superfest? Uh, it's at uh, multiple times. She was just, we're just sitting down chatting with her. Little did we know that she would become the the chairman and chief executive officer of GM at the day. Yeah, she, she was just great. Think she about was it. sharp and all it. that. Guys. Mary Barra was head of product when the Camaro Z28 came out. Yep. So we were sitting in front of a ZL1 and we were talking about the ZL1 and what was coming next. Chris and I could not talk about what was coming next, but we knew that the Z28 was coming next. Yeah. But when her role shifted to chairman and chief uh, chairman and chief executive officer, she had to say I don't care about what is awesome or cool? She drove I've a got Camaro. to make you know, like, money. The other thing too is like she she drove a Camaro, and was she's on record as saying that that was her favorite car. Yes, I asked her that yeah. question at the New York Auto Show. So, like you know, everyone gets hung up on 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 her make as a reason that Camaro is going away. You, you guys have no idea what it takes to run a car company. You just, you have no, especially in one like size generals, you have zero, zero inkling on what, what sort of factors are involved here. You just, here's what I'll say. All these people on that uh, board of directors page that Sean linked to, if they had defining evidence that if you take a giant watermelon and you put an engine in it and put four wheels on it and it would sell, they'd make it a car. That's their job to make the money to sell the cars that people buy. <laughs> it, I hear you. And, and Mary and, and all those people, they might be awesome. They might be, they might love the shit out of the Camaro, but 
if it doesn't sell, they can't just pull a switch and say, sell more, put more of these out on the parking lot and on the dealership lots because they're not going to sell. And they haven't been. And that's why the car is well, going away. I mean, the it's last two years, high. I mean, all the chip shortages have really, really affected the Camaro. Oh, that's a big you, influence. I, I mean, yeah. you can't sell what you can't make. And that's that's exactly where Camaro has been the last two years. I mean, I think in 2021, they only sold like, what, 12,000 units? That's if ridiculous. that? And the they had fourth this, gen, the fourth they had gen sold more than they did in the final year, and that's so what's the big shock about what's happening today? That's crazy. Hey, here's what I want to do. I, I made a prediction that uh, oh yes, they do, Scott. <laughs> Chris hit Chris hit that quote. Hit that quote. Okay. There we go. As a person that used to work for GM's advertising divisions uh, and their contractors, there's actually signs that said, if you drive a GM vehicle, you can park here. Otherwise, over there. There's still some loyalty there. But um, I want to talk about predictions because muscle cars and trucks predicted or or used facts and data to say, at this time, (laughs) there's no 7th Gen Camaro. And this is going back to 2019 and... Manny, as as your edit, you being the editor, you took a lot of heat for that, and you you held fast. And so guess what? That is still true today. That was also when we launched the site too, and that was the very first article. I, I believe. No, the oh, very gosh. first article was the was the 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 ECU of the CA Corvette. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. That's right. And I took a lot of heat for that too, right? Because they're just like they're like oh, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. We'll get a thousand horsepower car. It's yeah, just like home and they're all broken. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> they're, all, they're, all, they're all in a under a tarp in a in a California garage. <laughs> you get you get one run. It's like oh look at twin turb skis. I got my my yeah yeah. What's her face and all that? Um, but but here's where I'm going. There was a while back when Chris and I oh, were still doing the Camaro Show podcast on a regular basis. And I had when when this this goes right back to what I was saying before about key people in the Camaro program that had significant influence going off to do other greater things. One, and I mentioned um, Al Oppenheiser. Al, if you're watching this, that's right, me and you, buddy. Um, <laughs> he went off to do phenomenal things. Manny, what did Al Oppenheiser go off to do? Uh, Hummer program. Hummer program. And I said, you know what? It'd be really cool. If Al were to come back to the Camaro team, because Al was the chief engineer for the fifth gen Camaro, it'd be kind of cool in the future one day, way off in the distance, Al would come back to the Camaro and bring that Hummer EV technology to Camaro. Chris, remember that? I say this all the time. It'd be really awesome. Manny, no facts. We don't have the facts, but just speculation. How close, how far off could I be? I think you'll see a Camaro with crab walk before 2035. With crab? Why would you want crab walk on a Camaro? Did everything, dude. <laughs> so you can go down the drag strip sideways. Um, I, Al, I have such respect for Al. Al is yeah. such a good guy. Uh, great engineer. That's, that's his job. He's a phenomenal engineer. And he did such great things for the Camaro, along with a lot of other people. A lot of other people. 
and I don't want to discount that by my cynicism, but I would love to see Al back having a hand in another Camaro one day that might be on a dry erase board in some executive office someday that might get exclamation marks written next to it or might get wiped away with a paper towel. That's where we're at, right? Yep. Okay. Those are the facts. Yep. It's just an idea. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you got designers playing with things, concepts, ideas, but, you know. What is the status of, of um, GM right now as a whole? Um, are they still all working from home? Is there some people in the office? Is there some um, people no, they, the they, they, they the mandatory return to work policy uh, late last year that started early this year? People were not happy. Well, yeah, and I saw a lot of people uh, reporting from them from the, the Rensen saying, um, "Hey, all the businesses are wondering when this return to work policy is actually going to be enforced because there ain't nobody here." <laughs> oh, as far as I understand it didn't apply to all apart departments and it also came down to uh your boss so if your your boss was like you don't have to like we can we can zoom this like because the thing is too is like a lot of people you know they 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 took that to heart they said just like how some people are taking to heart that this isn't the end of the camera story <laughs> And, and a lot of a lot of people a lot of people took to heart that said it's like you said we could work from home i moved to traverse city like i live in grand rapids now i i like like they had major major uh changes in in their lifestyle uh from from this 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 shift of not having to go into the, the office all the time now, if you're a development engineer and stuff like you didn't leave, you're not too far away from Milford. Like you're still kind of in the, you're still kind of, you're still kind of there. Or if you, if you can only have, you only have to show up like two, three days a week, you definitely didn't sell your house, right? Like you might've, you might've invested more in the cabin up north, but you didn't sell your house. Um, but a lot, but other people, other people are also hired, um, not having to, uh, ever even have lived in Michigan that I know that I know of. I know I know I know someone that lives in North Carolina. They never had to uh, even even move. They work for GM, and they don't work at like an IT facility or anything. They're, they're in like comms or marketing or something. Like Chris, are you yeah. are you 100 back in the office now? Oh yeah, I've been every day. That's what I thought. Man, yeah, what about you? Are you going to the office, the muscle cars and trucks, uh, corporate offices? I'm hundred percent in the office. I never left. I've been working from home for about four years now. And I've accomplished so much more in my professional life than I ever, ever have before. I will never, ever take a job where I can't work from home. now. Don't you miss human interaction though? Nope. I hate everybody. I do. It's funny. It's supposed to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is kind of sad, right? Because it's like there are the people who are just like are in the office and they're they're alone. Yeah. And well, our whole office is, is, I'm is alone that. in my office too. That means I get crap done. I've accomplished so much. And uh, I also know somebody who is very, very close to me, a good friend of mine, 
that works in uh, a, a larger uh, corporate retail uh, situation. And uh, they have also been working from home in the same home that I'm in. And, <laughs> and uh, lately uh, they, she goes in uh, once a week and um, she's like, I just can't wait to get back home because I get more done at home. You know, and her, I guess her job depends be busy. on your position. Yeah, you know, there's so much distraction in 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 my in my my area and in my wife's as well. I do miss I do I do I do miss the interaction with people and everything. But every time I find out that I do go into the office, which is probably about three or four times a year now, it's almost like I got to get home and get back to work because it's just distraction at that point. Hmm. You know, um, so. It's like there's so many people saying that working from home is a distraction. And they need you back in the office so you can the best ever. Oh, I get, I've accomplished so much. It's 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 a it's a, me personally. Yeah, it's a case by case basis. But me personally, um, yeah. Gosh, Sean, you moved from California to Texas. Yeah. Wow. Didn't even know that. Yeah, you moved from Ocean Texas side. beer. I still remember that B fifty two B fifty. The sheets to the wind. Oh, something kick-ass that you brought me. Oh, that one time. Oh, it was great beer. God, I love that beer. That collaboration. Let's, let's end the end the, the the Camaro show with with some, yeah. some highlights, and then um, also Camaro's going to keep racing. What the the name's gone, but they're going to still they're going to they're going to still use it. Yeah. Well, they did that. They did that in two thousand two as well. The the twenty two thousand two Camaro was the end of the fourth gen, but they were still using the likeness or the body in NHRA drag racing. Top fuel funny car. We all know it. There's very similar, very, very vague. Sticker, right? It's a sticker. So uh, Australia, they have that racing league called supercars and they just got new Camaros and the new, and the new Mustangs racing down there too already. And uh, <clears throat> they're probably going to keep that that car racing for a while. Like, that was the rumors, like, oh, uh, 2026, whatever. Um, but that, that, that's, not, that's not true. That's not the case. But, but they are going to keep racing in Australia. They're probably going to keep racing in NASCAR. So, you know, it, in the motorsports side, it's not going to change a whole lot. It's Would just a representation. Probably not. No, I mean, it'll it'll January, be a, January 2024 is when the last one's supposed to roll off the assembly line. So, I mean, that's a dead a winner. It's all it's all going out with a whimper, my man. It's just, yeah. Here's a funny little story, Chris. Um, I think you know this, but if you don't, um, a long time ago, I was a, I was a material handling engineer when I was in my uh, mid-20s. And uh, I designed some of the conveyor systems that moved Cadillacs down the line at that very plant. And at the time, this mid to late 90s, there was a kick-ass little sub shop just outside of the uh, factory, right next to all the liquor stores and check cashing companies and all that. And uh, they made some kick-ass sandwiches. And so we go there for lunch. That's, if I if I were to look into my crystal ball, that's where the party's going to be. It's going to be everybody going, okay, I guess what? I got to go to the unemployment line. But first I'm going to grab a quick sub here. I can't. I, I had to look at a map to see the name of the sub shop again, if it still even exists. But they make great sandwiches. And then I'm going to go over to the liquor store, and then I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. That's the party. 
there's going to be a signing of the last car or something, and that hood is going to go into some museum or somebody's office. We'll probably take the car and put it in the, the Heritage Museum. Yeah, which is great, but all those people, the the fine, as Settlemeyer would say, the fine men and women of General Motors, they're going to move on to something else. I want to show you guys something. For who's paying attention now, um, you've never seen this before, and you'll probably never see it again. But when I talk about the spirit of Camaro, the fifth gen, this is where it was, right here. These are all the disciples, of which my name is uh, right over there. There it is, right there, right there. I really wish that GM had continued on with the disciple program. Not with me, or not with any of those other 14 people there, but just continued on saying, what do you want out of this car? What should we do with this car? What should we not do with this car? Maybe, I don't know. I like to think that if they had there would be more input where they could keep the car going. Even, shit, even, even if it became a four-cylinder turbo, the LB3, LB3, Manny, right? L3B. L3B. Great. If it sold the car and made the money and it made the shareholders happy, keep it going. And maybe that's what's going to happen. Maybe that's what they mean by the whole next chapter or whatever. I think the Camaro as we know it is dead. The spirit is gone. The soul is gone. The people are gone. It may come back as a new something or other. But as we know it, that's it. That's how. That's what I think. And I hate to say it. It hurts to say. You all, some of you know me well and know that how much it does hurt to say. Yeah. Chris, I mean, it's, you and I have been dealing, we, You and I have been doing the Camaro thing for half of our lives <laughs> i mean we we got together in 96 and it's been that way ever since in the spirit of pure enthusiasm we got nothing out of it <laughs> literally we got to, we got to kind of put our little thumbprint on some things here and there we got some kick-ass experiences that's that's a fact but oh yeah is there another chapter? I sure hope so. But for anybody who 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 is reading too far between the lines, please don't spread false rumors because that just gives false hope. And that sounds negative. Keep yeah. the faith, sure. Settlemeyer would say that. Keep the faith. But time's got to change. Yeah. We all got to change. And some really world class cars in the last since since the car came back in 2010 uh, and, and then they went, you know, when they introduced the one LE car best bang for the buck fifth oh gen, I think you could buy without uh, a doubt. And only a $3,500 option, maybe even less than that. One LE. Yeah. That was a, it was a tax return. Yeah. yeah. I, remember, I, I think that, I think my review on that was something that was like, the best way to spend your tax return. So I think I drove yeah. it in April. Yeah. Then, then the ZL one and then the, the, the killer track car of a Z28, which the sixth gen never got. I love my LS7 Corvette. I love this car. And it's not a Camaro. I am part of the problem. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. <laughs> um, so, so highlights, though. Looking back at Gen 6. For me. Phenomenal car. 
it all it all happened, I think, in the second half. So LT one paid attention. Oh, the LT one. LT one. The the fact that you could get the ZZ six thirty two Copo. Mm-hmm. Right. The I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to this one, but the Garage Fifty Six Lamar car. So they're taking a NASCAR yep. Camaro, and they're specking it to where it's got lights and mirrors, and they're gonna just race it, race at Lamar with it for twenty four hours, and it's gonna be no shit. And and they've got like it's Jimmy Johnson, Jensen Button, um, and. Uh, one guy that's won Lamar once or twice already. Uh, it's it's a it's a star-studded. Jensen Button is a you know he's an F1 driver, and he's driving this truck around around Lamar for 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 a couple stints. It's going to be maddening. I saw the car at Daytona um, when I went down there. Um, last month, and man, it's it's gonna be sp- like it is. This is this is gonna be a once in a lifetime type of type of type of thing. And How can we see that, Manny? The Garage Fifty Six Camaro. Uh huh. Well, there's plenty of coverage on Muscle Cars and Trucks, and if you visit the Muscle Cars and Trucks Instagram, we did a reel on it. And uh, if you're on the Muscle Cars and Trucks Facebook page. That's another one. Um, or you can buy a plane ticket and you can go to Lamont for yourself. Which, by the way, I looked into it. It's already sold out. Wow. 160,000 plus sold out. Gone. Damn. Done. Good grief. Yeah. That's awesome. They, so the spirit of performance vehicles is still alive. It's just people put their money elsewhere. Yeah. Well, the, racing racing has gotten pretty exciting this year because there are so many new entries. And and this this Camaro is only racing at Le Mans, and it's only racing at Le Mans once. And this is That'd how be they, this is how goodbye. So I am ready to bail out for the evening because I have some landscaping to do in the morning yeah. early. Shift in perception, but Chris, good to see you again as always. Of course, we talk course. every other day with it. Uh, thank you all for watching. I'm going to bail out. If you guys want to keep going, feel yep. free. But uh, Banny is, of course, thank you so much for your insight and knowledge on that. MuscleCarsAndTrucks.com is the place That's to where go. we're at now, for... guys. Head over there. Otherwise, you never know when an episode of the Camaro Show will pop up like this one every two years or so, three years. <laughs> I don't know what this big news the last one. Chris, hit the Christmas box. I would like to. I would like to talk about the Lamont Camaro in June if it does well. All right, maybe we'll be back. We can do that. We can totally do that. It'd be fun. But if you want to see us do that, you got to leave us a comment below or. If don't call the podcast line. Don't call the podcast line <laughs> at five eight six four eight six. Three, three one eight two. <laughs> Don't call that number. Is it still active, Chris? Yes, it is, and I still own the number. <laughs> Don't call it. Don't call re- it. We won't reply. <laughs> we might. We might. No, we won't. No. All right, everybody. Thank you so very, very much. 
Um, tough one to do, but we felt it was to do the honor. Let's um, let's <laughs> end by saying Elvis. thank you. Elvis is upstairs sleeping. There's no way I could even get him down here. <laughs> um, let's. I want to end this by saying a thank you all to those who are know who we are. First of all, and uh, second of all, thanks to everybody from. On behalf of all the men and women of General Motors, thank you. Thank you all. You might, your job might shift. You might have to other things to do, go from car to car, but there's still spirit in the car, no matter how long it does or doesn't get produced. Well said. That, that's all. That's it. That's Until all. next episode, guys, we'll see ya. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>